Ready, Dave? Do you guys hear that? What's that I hear? <laughs> That's right. Welcome to a very special holiday episode of Don't Let's Start a Podcast about They Might Be Giants. Ho, 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 I'm the motorcycle Santa. Oh, oh no. Hold on, I'm going to drive away now. Whew. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. What? Dave did the intro. Oh, my God. It's a Christmas miracle. As always. Well, as three times. This is Dave Fox and Jordan Cooper, your humble hosts for these humble holidays. <laughs> the, yeah. Hi, I'm Jordan. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this special Christmas episode. So special. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, Jordan. You don't like the holidays, right? Uh, no, I don't like the holidays at all. I find them uncomfortable. I find them a little bit uh, forced. I find them dishonest. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing I was thinking about the holidays lately. They're very dishonest. Yeah. Uh, I've never really felt any joy during them. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because we have <laughs> anxiety or something, but it kind of tends to bring out the, the worst of those feelings that I, I'll have all, all year round in, you know. Because there's an ex expectation of you to be a certain way, to act a certain way. Right. So this is a holiday episode. We're going to talk about the holiday music of They Might Be Giants. Uh, it, this is something that is uh, weirdly they have a lot of <laughs> to discuss. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, there's, we wanted to also just do like kind of an in-between thing where we talk about, you know, cover things that came up in the last episode and clarify and retract and elaborate on oh yes i have a big retraction at the top of the show i totally forgot okay tell me uh here's a brand new segment we're premiering it's called dave's retractions dave, hey, dave, hey, wait. um the name of the dog in the looney tunes cartoons that we talked about in the last episode is yeah. one example of when powerhouse is played yes. um the name of the dog is mark anthony so do with that information what really? you Wait, will. Wait, how do you? How did you find that out? Uh, you know, Googled it. That doesn't sound true. No, it's true. My my wife and I spent a little bit looking it up. Uh, oh fuck it! But I forgot the name of the kitten. The kitten has a name too. I think it's like Sweetum. Is it like David Smith or yeah. something? Like what? Okay, it's John Jeremiah the kitten. Okay, kitten Smith. So one thing I wanted to bring up, I mentioned that my yearbook quote had a nothing's going to change my clothes lyric in it. I wanted to say I posted a bunch of that stuff uh, from my yearbook onto my Instagram, uh, which might be of interest to some listeners. It's oh hi Jordan. So at oh hi Jordan o h h i. J-O-R-D-A-N. So I also posted a couple autographs that people gave me in my yearbook, which I had forgotten about, but a lot of them talk about They Might Be Giants. Someone said, Jordan, hi, you are the biggest fan of They Might Be Giants. You're so funny. Did you hear that, Dave? Apparently I'm so funny. This is one that I thought was uh, pretty telling about <laughs> what it was like to know me in, in high school. And hey, Jordan, it was so nice meeting you. I would probably miss your constant singing. They Might Be Giants isn't exactly my type of music, but it was funny listening to you sing their songs. <laughs> she said, too bad the art club didn't work out. That was, that was a sad thing. <laughs> um, someone said, I'm wishing I could quote something from TMEG, but I'll leave that to you. That's right. 
And we still are. Keep that in mind, Dave. Should I say my Instagram too? What's your Instagram, Dave? My Instagram is Dave Fox Art, and uh, I don't really post much about they might be giants, though I might do more now with uh, something related to the podcast. But uh, you can see my art. Dave is a great artist. He draws a lot of horror theme stuff. If there's any horror heads out there, <laughs> I think that's what they're called. Horror and comics and. I'll be doing more stuff, a lot more stuff for the new year. So, and you know, you can see the occasional podcast related art too. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be having some fun with that. Oh, one thing I want to say, Dave, we have a, we have a, a bit of a secret Santa, if you will. We have a donor that is giving us a little bit of dough for our podcast he every puts, month. Can I say he puts the dough in donor? <laughs> he puts the dough in donor. It said an anonymous fan. I mean, I think I know who it is, but I won't, I won't call them out. Uh, he or she, but yeah, we're getting from this gentleman uh, or woman, <laughs> gentlewoman, gentlewoman, and I'm very, very, very grateful and delighted. And I hope uh, I think he's a shining example for us all. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Well, yeah, that's really great. Thank you so much. Um, and I just want to say at the top of the show, thanks anybody that has listened and has taken any interest in this because uh, we're doing it for fun. You know, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, uh, especially for Jordan. I want to just say Jordan. I've got to edit out all of Dave's uh, very, very racist comments. Really? I was in the middle of fucking complimenting <laughs> you. Look, I am who I am and I make no. Uh, <laughs> but no, it is. It's it's more work than I imagined um, when I took this on. It's 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 weirdly a mix of extremely fun but it's extremely time consuming where I'm like, oh, the, the entire day is gone and I didn't do any of my stuff that actually makes yeah. me money, like my job. So it, the, the do donations thing is a great thing. And if anyone wants to give even a tiny bit, uh, look into your Christmas spirit. But it's OK if you don't, because honestly, like Dave said, just getting an, an email saying that you enjoy it is, is warms my heart. And uh, I'll take that to the bank. <laughs> I'm nodding. I wonder if they'll accept it, but I'll take it to the bank and it's up to them to, you know, that's on them if they don't accept that. Yeah, I know Jordan is taking a long time to, you know, kind of be the audio engineer and uh, brainchild behind the podcast. Um, so he's putting a lot of time into that. I'm putting a little bit of time into some of the art stuff. I want to do more art stuff in the future, but it is a labor of love. And we really do appreciate anybody that reaches out to us and gives us uh, kudos. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to the and out of boy. We'll get to emails in a bit, but let's let's dive into this uh, this Christmas thing, Dave. What, What's this thing called Christmas? What, what are these? I'm just now I'm I'm seeing the Wikipedia here about this thing Christmas. Uh, what what is this? What is Christmas? Well, from what I understand, Christmas is a time of year where we make sure that our love is represented with an adequate amount of physical objects <laughs> and that the cash value of those objects better motherfucking add up to how much you love the person you're giving it to yeah also i think jesus yeah yeah i don't know how much me and dave have to say about uh christmas or the holidays um we both did not celebrate christmas growing up uh you could re yeah. read between the lines there but um what but even the what we did celebrate growing up was uh, not a happy time for me, at least. Me, me, either. Me, either. Yeah, it was. I was kind of more. I feel like in my memories, at least, as I was really forced to go to uh, family gatherings. It was never a thing I wanted to do or looked forward to. 
Um, it still really isn't. For me, it's a little bit of a hot button issue. I don't know. There, there's yeah. something that gets triggered inside of me when I think about the holidays. I'm, I'm trying really hard to not be uh, as much of a Scrooge about everything, mm-hmm. especially as I get older. I mean, look, I definitely appreciate being with family and friends and my loved ones, or I'm trying to. So yeah, the, the holidays are are not a super fun time for me. I don't think they're for Dave. And I think they're they're not for They Might Be Giants, or at least they, they think yeah. it's interesting or amusing to paint it that way. Again, we're not we're not here to dig into their personal experiences because we have no clue. So I always think it's interesting to approach holiday themes from a little bit more of an honest place. Yeah, honest. And sometimes honest could be warm and joyful (laughs) Uh, but sometimes they just aren't i don't like a lot of holiday music i don't like a lot of holiday movies uh but one holiday movie i like a lot maybe my favorite holiday movie is scrooged oh yeah and the reason i like scrooge is because it kind of cuts through all that bullshit (laughs) but by the end of the movie there is still a kind of cheesy heartfelt almost, holiday message it's almost too much that i i used to wonder if it was bill murray was being sarcastic <laughs> at the end maybe a little bit but he, that he was speech so at the happy end, that i was like is he messing with us <laughs> to bring it back to they might be giants a little bit i think like in scrooged they might be giants like to approach things kind of from a more sarcastic funny different interesting angle than the usual holiday fair that we get. Yes, which takes us to, well, so there's Holiday Land, which is an EP they put out, which is an EP that I don't own because when they put it out, I said, I already have all these songs. I own it. <laughs> it Dave owns it. Dave's a loyal fan. I, I was, <laughs> we're, it started to become a thing when, you, when you're a big fan like me and you download all the stuff and they are on all the secret mailing lists that from, from the band who they email you everything. Sometimes the releases they put out are a little redundant and you go, oh, well, I have this already. So that definitely happened with Holiday Land. I'm just a big fan of um, tangible media. Yeah, I, you know, I go to Dave's apartment and more than once I've grabbed the Holiday Land CD <laughs> from his CD rack and just kind of stared at it and been like, I don't own this and it bothers me. Well, it's like for a couple bucks, I have another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Another, I guess that's literally another what... <laughs> another thing to be buried with. Yeah, like a pharaoh. Yeah. <laughs> My what Dave, what would your like pharaoh tomb be filled with at the end of your days? Oh boy, like uh I don't know, Simpsons season 1 through 10. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh copy of Watchmen, a well-read copy of Watchmen. Sure. Some coffee. Kind of a small tomb then. Um. <laughs> Not too big. I have piles of stuff. Yeah, why are we talking about my physical meat? <laughs> I once, so I once wrote a song. Uh, I wrote a song like, like two years ago called uh, "Shelves." <laughs> that was oh. a, that was about uh, how I have shelves and shelves of stuff, and I have all the lyrics, but I, I never put it to music because it's almost too embarrassing. But this is a, a constant thing with me. I own a lot of things, but when it comes to CDs these days, people don't really buy CDs. I still do. I like playing them in my car. Because it sounds better than playing my iPod. I just like clutching to things that are 20 years old uh, with desperation. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good pl- uh, way to, to end that. And, and refusing to leave the past. Yeah, well, so Holiday Land is an EP of, of Christmas songs, but we're also going to go beyond Holiday Land, 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 and talk about some of their more rare or obscure Christmas songs. Some that I, one or two that I was... Not aware of one that I wasn't aware of until today, preparing for this, and one that I had a couple that I'd forgotten about. Sort of, you know, I never really forget about "They Might Be Giant" songs because there, there's a space in my brain for all of them. 
to to live kind of like uh that you know inside out <laughs> the pixar movie <laughs> it's like they're all they might be giant songs in my brain going like cue this song now i've gotta find my home or whatever that's uh, that's a pixar plot anyway uh <laughs> so the the first track on holiday land i think we should just go right into it it's it's a cover of santa claus by the sonics and dave i'm, I'm just gonna play it now and we're gonna listen and you're gonna like it or you, you're, you're not gonna like it <laughs> who knows what you're gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna do yes So Santa Claus by the Sonics, a band from the 60s. Uh, I've, I, I have listened to their their stuff before when I'm in the mood for that kind of a fuck it, who gives a shit kind of garage music. <laughs> that sounds like they're, you know, they don't think anyone's listening. I kind of like that kind of thing. This song Flansburg was really into for a short time. I remember that almost every post to the mailing list or anything about them, he was pushing this cover really aggressively. Like, we did this, everyone listen. And I always was a little perplexed by that. Yeah. At least in my mind, I'll get to your mind after, but at least in my mind, it's an okay song. It's kind of amusing. <laughs> I think you just got to my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of amusing. It's a it's a riff you've heard a billion times. Um, me and Dave are both uptight music assholes. Uh, <laughs> it's I I certainly love you know Flansburg's performance in it, and it's it's cer- certainly a fun. It's almost one of the few like this is like a song I'd put on in the background at a Christmas party, which. They Might Be Giant songs are not meant to be in the background at a party. This is something I wanted to talk about in depth in, in another episode. Yeah. Um, but this one is cool. It's kind of cool sounding, which they don't usually go for. I think Flansburg wants to be cool sounding. And I, yeah, I don't I, agree. I don't know if I feel comfortable saying if he achieves that or not. <laughs> but actually, one version of this I, that I really like, again, with the aggressive promotion for this, they played this song on Good Morning America which is crazy. <laughs> and I'm going to play that for you very quickly now. So I actually think that version's really fun and spirited. Yeah, and I like the horns. Yeah, the horns add a lot to it. And he, like I said, he was really into the song. Dave, I feel like I said, from the look on your face, I feel like I said what you were thinking, but please, any thoughts yeah. you have about this song, tell I, me. I don't have too much to add to what you're saying. I kind of feel like this is a very middle-of-the-road song, and it does bring up uh, issues of when they do cover songs, Yes, which is probably going to be a whole We're going to do an episode or two. In itself. <laughs> um, sometimes their covers are insanely memorable, and obviously one of their greatest hits is a cover. Sometimes their covers are kind of head scratchers into why they're picked and why they were recorded a certain yeah. way. Um, there, there can be a blandness. I have a, I have a deep theory about the the covers, but I, I want to save You're it for save the it? cover. Yeah. I feel like to say it now would d- d- <laughs> subtract like 10 minutes from our cover episode. Yeah, in the future. Yeah, yeah. I do like at the end of the song where he just says, you get nothing, you get nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, look, the, the thing about a cover song, 
uh, it does reflect something still, even if it's not, even if you didn't write it, you're picking it because you either, you find, you res, that's a good word. Yeah. It resonates with you. I'm full of good words. <laughs> so, um, and good turds, but so <laughs> thank you. So thank you. So yeah, it's, it's like a cynical for track one on holiday land, which by the way, that's kind of a funny name for the EP. <laughs> it's almost like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of weird. It's almost like like it's like Christmas Town. It's just like Holidayland. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a stop motion uh, cartoon from the. It's it's the cover is like a the silhouette of a snowman, right in the dark, which is really go again. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna connect a lot of themes on this show and like the the snowman from the first album. Now he's l- out there alone in the dark, <laughs> and it's it's Holidayland. And but the songs themselves are. Except for the one, they're all very negative. <laughs> they're all very, um, uh, they're kind of upsetting. They're kind of unpleasant. They're kind of uh, cynical and funny. So it is funny to name it Holiday Land. And then you, you know, I, I, I assume not many unsuspecting consumers bought this as a little Christmas release and then was like, my word, right. <laughs> this is not happy music. But maybe that did happen once in on this great blue ball we call earth so let's move on to the next track <laughs> yeah uh the next track is maybe a prime reason that i did not buy holiday land and it's santa's beard from lincoln once a year my friend puts on a red suit and hangs around with me and my This song already, and I think you did too. I had it in on multiple in multiple uh, formats. Um, look, it's a great song. I, I don't want to talk about it too much because we're gonna <laughs> the next gonna episode most likely coming up is the Lincoln episode, and we're gonna talk. I guess um, there's a lot to say about its context on Lincoln, so we won't talk about that now. We can talk a little bit just about how it furthers the the perversion <laughs> of Christmas yeah. time. I was gonna say this is actually. Here's a little preview for Lincoln. This is yeah. one of my least favorite songs on Lincoln. Oh, I don't. Oh, my God. So, well, I have so much. I have a lot. I was going to bring up that. What do you say to that? I have a lot to say to that. And we're going to say it in the next, yeah. maybe the one after the next, if it's another two-parter, which I assume it will be. Um, right. So I actually have a lot to say about the, it's place. That's what I'm saying. It's placement on Lincoln. So you can look forward to maybe Jordan changing my mind, though I will say I love the lyrics. No, look, it, I think it's a great song. Yeah. Um, Musically, I'm, I, I don't think it's so hot. In the context of Holiday Land, I, I don't think it should be on here because I, I think it's a good idea to put scragglers, like songs that aren't really available anywhere easily onto an e- a special EP, like as a theme EP. But it's a little bizarre to me to, to put a song that's very available on an album and on an album that's been remastered and yeah. released it's weird to do that, especially when, as we'll find, they have other holiday songs. Right. Maybe they wanted a stronger holiday song than the rare ones. But to me, I'm just like, they know. And I guess this is the first episode where we're being openly criti- critical of them, which I, I guess I'm a little uncomfortable doing, though we certainly do that in private. But this is not private. Or is it's it? not. Or is it? Let me check our uh, stats. It is private. No, oh. Just kidding. Um but yeah, to me, it's like, you know, the fans have the song already. You know, a casual fan probably has the song already. Well, I don't think this is for the fans. I think so this is really the, like something to be released in like a tower music. For yeah, well, that's why I was wondering. A, but did they really think that happened? 
because <laughs> I'm a huge fan and I don't have it. So do, do, do people yeah. who barely care about They Might Be Giants go, oh, it's a EP of five random Christmas songs? I don't know. Sometimes Flansburg's, I all, by the way, I always assume the choices behind the scenes are Flansburg's because that's just the vibe <laughs> that I think me and Dave get from his, uh, the way he kind of, you know, shepherds things and runs the band. And I, I feel like Linnell's probably like, roll email and back and be like, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, who knows? But who knows? Maybe it was Linnell's idea, but I, my mind jumps to that. It's Flansburg's idea. Sometimes I don't understand what they're doing. Um, I think maybe in a future episode, we'll, we'll talk more about that. You know, certain albums that I, I think confuse me and Dave. Here's a little preview. I find venue songs uh, extremely confusing in the way that they released it. Yeah. Uh, but I have too much to say about that. So yeah, Santa's beard. Why is it on here? It's very good. Look, I love the song. And I think it it's not like it's inappropriate thematically. And maybe, maybe look, maybe that's the end of the day. They just wanted it to hold up on its own as a as an EP that kind of has a thematic, you know, link to all the songs. Well, and it's also a ready-made thing to put on there. A yeah. lot of the other holiday themed stuff probably would have need to be re-recorded. Well, well, what's funny is now that you say that. Um, sure, it's a ready-made thing, but what? Like, They Might Be Giants can't pump out uh, a million True. songs for a project. They made the Escape Team. They put out all these songs, a yeah. little cartoon. They will they can do Dunkin' Donuts songs for, you know, probably in an afternoon. I think Maybe they, they had even less time than that. <laughs> yeah, maybe this was a really busy time. Honestly, it seems a little thrown together because I think Flansburg or Linnell could have easily written a new Christmas or a new holiday song. Uh that would probably be up to snuff, you know, maybe one or two, I bet. I bet each of them could have easily done it. Even the, even the demos they make sound like ready to be released songs, um, which is a whole other topic. But so it is a little weird to me that this is on here. I, I you know, I respect their choices. So next up we have. Next up is one of my favorite yeah. song on the EP. And this is kind of what I what I'm talking about is this is a song that I, I it was available before the EP, right? It wasn't released on this. You're asking me? <laughs> Let me double check that. But that, I, That's going to be my quote for every show. Anytime <laughs> Jordan asks me a question, to me? I'm shocked because how the hell would I know more? So yeah, th this came out first as part of this like compilation called Festival of Light 2. Oh, you know, I did know that. Yeah. So And it was on um, They Might Be Giants Clock Radio. It was on the podcast. I think, I think it was on some of these before Holiday Land. Now, I always stress that I... I do kind of consider myself an expert. That, that, that doesn't mean I'm infallible, so I'll get stuff wrong. Um, you can email us at don'tletstartpodcast at gmail.com if you're dying to correct us. I love being corrected. So I just love human contact. I'm so starved for it. Yeah. So Feast of Lights is track three, and it's, it's the only Linnell original composition. And oh my God, do I love it. You never write, you never call. this song me and dave probably love this song because we didn't grow up celebrating christmas if you can read between the lines again we're jewish <laughs> but, but uh i guess we might as well just say it and i i have to thank john linnell for the first real jewish <laughs> sorry yeah no i i get what dave's saying it sort of is the first accurate 
Hanukkah, Hanukkah song, song I've heard. <laughs> first of all, there's not many Hanukkah songs anyway. So that's the first alienating part of growing up, not mm-hmm. being uh, someone that celebrates Christmas. We, we are pulling out our, our victim cards here. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was a little, I remember feeling a little confused when I was little. Like, what is, I don't really connect to these Christmas songs. I re, I re, oh, this is a good little story. I rose a big stink about it in uh, elementary <laughs> school. We were doing like, the Christmas pageant thing, uh, this where we all dress up and sing Christmas songs in front of bored parents. And um, I, me That's and, a judgment call. Me and my friend. Um, you mean thrilled parents. Thrilled parents. And thrilling power. Me and my friends uh, did a little, little protest, uh, and this was this was like nineteen. I want to say 1990, maybe. Um, I was like seven or eight years old, and we sat. We were in the auditorium, and everyone was told to go on stage and do the Christmas. And I said, "This excludes me. I'm going to sit this out." And I remember my friend was really into this. <laughs> <laughs> he really wanted to do this with me. I think because he just thought it was funny or something. And we sat there on the side and the teacher respected our decision and said, okay, we're right sorry. Um, what, what I guess I didn't say is like even doing the, the, the freaking the dreidel song, it's not like I was <laughs> thrilled to do that yeah. either. I was like, please don't make me do this. So I think it was more about just um, being bored in class than about actually caring. But I don't know. This was young this is young Jordan. You know, young Indiana Jones. It's kind of like I don't. It's kind of like that, except young Jordan. So this Feast of Lights is is a wonderful song. One thing I wanted to say about this is, man, Linnell's his effortless melodies. You know, it's just like they really do just pour out of him. Uh, this song is so complicated melodies, but it doesn't sound fussy because there's there's bands I like that have melodies that get complicated. And I always say to people, oh, you got to listen to the song like 10 times, and then you'll love it, you know? And, and I sincerely mean that because that's, you know, it's rewarding. You just got to listen there. It's a weird song. But Linnell's, they're very accessible. They're, I can sing them in my head almost after one listen, maybe two listens. I agree. Maybe then deceptively complicated is a better way to describe it. Yeah. I mean, there's things in the timing that are different. There's, there's, but I don't think he's trying to impress with the melody so much as it's just like how he, it's just his way of yeah, talking. <laughs> so I, I honestly would, it's funny cause it's a joke song about Hanukkah being stressful with your family. Yeah. I'd still consider it a top, they might be giants. It's song. really good. Uh, I don't know if you listeners agree. I'd, I'd be interested in your thoughts if you want to email us, because to me, this is a kind of a rare song of theirs, but it, to me, it's like, it's just like a great song and i honestly do feel like linnell can just pump out songs like this with i mean maybe it's cut you know not giving enough credit say that it's effortless but i say effortless in a complimentary way just in the, in how it comes across i'm sure he works super hard but i i love the song the lyrics are great dave what are your thoughts about this song the only thing that halted me from totally liking it at first was uh the rhyme of hanukkah and harmonica yeah so that's you know, that actually... At first, I really was like, that's obnoxious. But the more <laughs> I listened to it, I really loved it. Well, because it's Adam Sandler territory. Yeah, and yeah. You'd, I don't like to put Adam Sandler and... And though I wouldn't, you know, the Hanukkah song is a, one of his, an early thing he did that's very funny. And it's, yeah. it, yeah, well, I just, I guess I mean, compared to like Jack and Jill, it's something I can see getting behind. It's, it's like a, All right, like, I'll agree with that. it's, yeah, it's not, it's not trash. I've never seen Jack and Jill. Maybe Jack and Jill is great. I've seen it. I've seen enough, but 
so I, I totally I, things I can't unsee. I totally get what where Dave's coming from. That line threw me too. It's like, oh, come on, you can do better. But what's funny, he does do better, and they've only performed it a few times live, but he replaced that with Oh wow. When I keep when I say I'm looking on the Wikipedia, and by the way, I want to be more specific, it's this might be a wiki. It's tmbw.net and that is a totally you know fan curated incredible site i've po- i've you know made a few things there i've done a few maybe chords or lyric uh fixes <laughs> there but never posted on it but thoroughly enjoy it yeah I, I, this podcast it it would be possible without it but it wouldn't be as thorough and um there are some things that i learned from the wikipedia which is shocking to me, but it happens quite often. We owe them a debt of gratitude. So yeah, they they have the alternate lyrics for the live where they, you know, it's the, we'll listen to Electronica or, but then they, there's apparently a time where he said, just you and me and Monica, which is funny. (laughs) That's my favorite one. It's weird. It's almost like Linnell, after the fact, agreed with us, which yeah. I'm sure he does all the time. He would if he knew us. Yeah. And um, said, you know what? This line can be better. So, but besides that one line, honestly, I, I do, I love the song. I almost wanted to do this episode, especially because of this song. It is really worth highlighting. The part where he says, uh, you never write, you never call. Now you're wandering the hall. <laughs> That's life. That is uh, Jewish relatives. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, this is... I'm shrugging if, it, if the, nobody the, can I think the hear thing, my shrug. The thing that me and Dave find weird about holidays or even any parties is you, you see people you haven't seen in a while, you don't keep up with, you don't talk to, you don't really care, and then you have to act like you do care a lot, and then you have to be like, oh, we should... Uh, we should do that thing. And then you don't do it. You don't care. And, and, and well, I'm not saying, that. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault or it's just something we're all kind of trapped in <laughs> together and, and it makes me uncomfortable and I don't like uh, having to come face to face with it. <laughs> well, it's this weird concept of uh, social niceties um, that aren't necessarily wrong. I mean, we should all be pleasant to each other and there should be some degree of acting different than we would, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a dark room by ourselves. But, there's still, I don't know why you're laughing at my, that. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I just thought of, thought of that dark snowman by himself in the, in the. Well, just the meaning field. like we all modify our personalities to a certain extent to be a normal member of a society that yeah. we're all trying to just get through. Like when Dave's in front of me, I act like I care about they might be giants, but the second he leaves, I'm just like, what the fuck <laughs> is this band? But even though we still have these things that we do out of politeness, there is there's always a push and pull between, well, how much is being polite and how much is being dishonest? Yeah. And, and I'm not even saying that we know, I, I don't know sometimes when I say, t- when I see an old friend or, or family member and I say, Oh, we, let's do this thing. I, I'm not lying. It, it could be cool, but I do know that the second I walk out the door at the end of the night, I don't care anymore. And I go on to go back to the things I was doing and the people that I see more, more often. Well, that's why I try not to make any promises to people at parties. Yeah. I, I usually say uh, well, I don't, I won't see you. Yeah. So this song, yeah, this song really captures that. I think we can move on though. So track four of Holiday Land, this song is not by They Might Be Giants, uh, which is peculiar, and it's called Careless Santa. Careless Santa, Santa. How can I forgive 
So Dave, what are your thoughts on including Careless Santa on Holiday Land? Uh, well, it's a good song. It's, uh, I mean, I love the, the solo stuff from both the Johns. Monopuff has a really great library. You know, we'll get into the solo stuff. Obviously, in a later well, episode. Yeah, I have too much to say about it. Um, I, I fucking love Monopuff so much, but it's it's uh, I mean, look, it was thematically it makes sense because it has Santa in it. Yeah, but it's a little strange to put something from a side project. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be Giants release. It's it's available already. Um, maybe there's maybe they assume there's way less people who've heard it because it's a. Uh, Side project. I don't know about that. I know they might be Giants fans. Are pretty, they tend to be completists. Yeah. Do you think John Flansburg was like, well, maybe this will get more uh, ears on Monopuff? I still, th- it's the same thing for me with Sandra's beard. I just think they should have put out a put a new song on or something or some other version. Maybe they might be Giants could have covered it. That could have been cool. I don't know. It's just still. It's weird. It's a weird release. And you know, Dave, you know all about weird releases. <laughs> But uh, it, it's, yeah, Careless Santa, look, I don't want to talk too much about it because there's a big fat monopuff episode in the future because I have so much to say. But the song itself is one of my all-time favorite songs that Flansburg has ever done. I'm actually pretty obsessed with it. Great I, song. I really love it. Uh, I, I've even put it on random playlists, like mixes that are not, they might be Giants focused. It's a It's a super favorite song of mine. I don't care about its placement here. Yeah. It seems weird. Uh, I don't, not that I think there should be strict separation of, of the band and the solo stuff. Maybe Dave disagrees, but I just, I just think they could have easily, easily pumped out some different stuff. Or as we'll talk about, they could have highlighted a finally good quality version of yeah. a rarer Christmas songs, which they do have. And that would have been great. Sometimes they really withhold the, the rare stuff from the fans. Sometimes they don't. I mean, they're, they kind of go both ways. They, they're extremely generous with the rare stuff. But then other times, for years on end, they won't be. And it'll drive me kind of crazy because I'm like, you're sitting on all this stuff, which is a topic we'll talk about in the future. I think we're just such big fans that it drives us crazy whenever there's something else that we could get that's new that we don't have, mm-hmm. which I know is something that uh, bothers you a lot, Jordan. It's like you're being a little kid on Christmas and you open your present and you go, well, it's nice someone got me a present, but I have this already. <laughs> right. It's like you don't want to seem ungrateful, but you are. And I just, I don't know. It's it's a weird, it's a weird CD. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the song, but one thing uh, I might as well talk about now, the the it's based on a drum looping session with Yuval Gabay from Soul Coughing. And I just wanted to say, in the spirit of Christmas, Yuval Gabay is an f- awesome drummer. I, I'm a big Soul Coughing fan. Um, I have conflicted feelings about Mike Doty, <laughs> who is, uh, wrote, you know, sang and wrote the lyrics for Soul Coughing. I, I recently read his uh, autobiography, which I found to be hilariously... Uh, combative and very uh telling and <laughs> he's a big asshole to the other members of soul coughing and he has a lot of well there you have it folks he has a lot of horror stories about people like yuval goodbye who was his drummer and you the yuval does not come off well in the book but I, the reading that i was a little annoyed so i want to put a shout out and say Man, he's great on this track, and he's great on soul coughing tracks. He's an amazing drummer. He comes up with really unique um, patterns, which to me is what a great drummer should be doing. And I, it all—it really makes the song what it what it is. I think.
So I just wanted to give him a shout out. We're like Yuval, hello. Thank you. Oh, man. I think we have a title <laughs> for the episode. Um, so track five is is this track. Fuck. So track five, Dave. It is do, not. Do, uh, I have a lot to say about this track, surprisingly. I am surprised. But Dave, uh, why don't you tell us about track five, O Tannenbaum? It was done at a sound check, right? I did not know that, but now I am reading that. It was done. It's very well. It sounds very nice. See, when I listen to the song, I imagine like a warm fireplace. <laughs> I imagine like this cozy studio. But to, to think that it's in like kind of a grungy sound check somewhere at a high school, no less. Uh, Fairfax High School in Los Angeles at, wow. on, on November 20th, 1992. Um that shocks me because it just sounds, it has this warm quality to the music that to me doesn't sound like what a high school, yeah. <laughs> high schools to me are very cold, horrible places. So this is maybe the only good thing to come out of a, a high school. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, wie treu sind deine Blätter, du grinst nicht nur zur Sommerzeit, nein, auch im Wind. So yeah, Dave, you, uh, you must have a lot to say about this song. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What do you think about uh, Otan and Bob? Uh, well, you know, as we said, like before with all kind of holiday stuff, there, for me, there's a little bit of a distance, a little bit of a distrust. This is a traditional song, correct? Yeah. I, there's also an ignorance on my part because uh, didn't grow up with a lot of Christmas stuff. But in general, I don't like holiday music, so I'd never really cared to research holiday music. I mean, I believe this is a public domain song. <laughs> so this, yeah. this is one thing I, I might not be too worried about playing on the show. Yeah. But um, yeah, German Christmas Carol translated to Oh Christmas Tree. I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, stuff related to Christmas, Christmas trees. Yeah. I trees mean, in general. It's, I guess the, the TMBG twist in this is that they're singing the German version uh, which is amusing, and I, I certainly like how they did it. Like I said, it has a warm, soothing quality. It's it's definitely a good um, album closer or EP closer for yeah. a Christmas EP, and and I, it it fills the criteria for me. This was not an easy song to get. You know, you had the I own the vinyl <laughs> of this, but. Uh, it's not something I, I don't have a record player, as I've said. Uh, this is a hint to all of you to, to team up and buy me a record player, by the way. Wishlist. That's why I keep mentioning it. But uh, yeah, this is the kind of song that should be on this EP. Is a song that's hard to get. It's Christmassy and, and it's... It should certainly be on it. I just, I can't find uh, an entry point to connect with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the Germans... <laughs> You've got a lot of layers here for Dave. <laughs> this is this is a Christmas song, and it's from the, Ger the Germans from back in the day. So, <laughs> so hooray! Um, yeah, my little story for this: I performed this song on accordion yeah. in German, based on the "They Might Be Giants" take Damn. to my high school music class. How did you not crap your pants doing that? I really practically did. So this was towards yeah. the end of the year. I was in a music class that was very 
I don't know if this happens. Well, Dave went to a weird high school. <laughs> we'll talk about that another episode. But in my high I went school, to a couple high schools. <laughs> yeah, in my, uh, you know, well, he burned down the gym, like like Buffy or whatever, and then he got moved. Like, <laughs> but anyway, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're still. I don't know if we can talk about that yet. I don't know what the statute of limitations is. We all had to do a little oral presentation about some sort of a music from another country or from your home country, right? Yeah. So, so my family. Uh, partly comes from Germany. I wonder why they escaped Germany. Uh, who knows? But uh, that's where <laughs> that's where we're from. So I said, well, what's a way that I can play kind of a They Might Be Giant song to my classmates and on accordion? And I said, oh, Tannenbaum is a way to do that. So I practiced the hell out of it. Um, I've never been the greatest accordion player. I take exception to that. <laughs> but when, when it's one song, I can practice the hell out of it and, and try to nail it. So I practiced it a lot. Now, the thing about me in high school was I didn't have any friends. <laughs> what? Believe it or not, they you know they might be Giants fan in high school. Um, those wonderful years of uh, <laughs> fourteen to sixteen or whatever. Uh, I didn't really have friends. I didn't talk to anyone. Um, maybe once in a while, but really not in a. So I didn't really have any people that I would hang out with in the halls, like you'd see on your yeah. Saved by the Bells or my so-called life's hanging out in the lockers. My high school didn't have lockers. Uh, we had to carry our books everywhere, and, <laughs> and parents complained about that, I, I believe, because I developed uh, back pain from it and uh, bad posture. So I, I, I hate my high school. And now we've passed legislation called Jordan's Law. Yeah. <laughs> so no lockers, a lot of back pain, a lot of shoulder pain, and... One thing that really hurt my back was carrying a massively heavy accordion to school, which was uh, very difficult, especially when I was younger. It's still difficult, but I talked about music in Germany for about five seconds, <laughs> and I said, "End." And here's a song from Germany, and I put on an accordion. My classmates looked at me like, kind of, what's what's like half being bored but half shock. <laughs> they were they were bored because it's school, but they were like, "This is somewhat interesting." I put on the accordion. I sing O Tannenbaum in my best Linnell impression, probably, I'm, I'm assuming. And the class gave me like a rousing applause and they were really into nice. it. And my teacher was blown away that I did that. And I, a bunch of people came up to me after to just say how awesome it was. And like some of them were laughing at me because I played accordion, which is very nerdy to outsiders, to norms. But um they were like, thank you for making us laugh and thank you for <laughs> doing that. And for like one afternoon, I was pretty, pretty popular in the, old, the school. in the old high school there. So that's my memory with this song. And I always think about that. And I always have They Might Be Giants to thank for that. I know, I remember at that same week, Daniel, who was in my high school, um, or maybe it was a different week, but Daniel played a Violent Femme song to his, to a class. And I remember being so fascinated by that because it, he played American music. He played, yeah. You remember this too. Yeah. He played American music, which is a pretty, you know, uh, racy song to play in a high school. When he said, uh, I need a date to the prom. I think a couple girls were like, I'll go with you. Really? He yeah. didn't tell me that he told me about playing it. And I, I, I he could have lied. And so I think maybe that either inspired me or maybe it was just a weird coincidence. But so th that, that week was kind of our week at school. Well, as long as we're talking about, uh, stuff that we played in our high school for people, I'll just say that for uh, a talent show in my high school, I played a bass solo from Metallica's first album, Kill 'Em All, the famous, if you're a Metallica fan. And if you're a Metallica fan and a They Might Be Giants fan, you might just be me. 
and no one else. <laughs> so I don't know who this is. Dave for. has a whole comedy album of, of bits like you that. might be. I played the famous Cliff Burton sort of his version of like eruption. Now I'm not super familiar with Metallica, but I'm going to assume that is not an easy bass solo to play. <laughs> no. Uh, and just really quick, when I picked up bass, I was 15 and I was really bad at it for a long time and I was getting really frustrated with it. And this was kind of the thing I learned to get me to another level of musicality. I can't remember the reaction too much. I think it was more just kind of like stunned silence. Were you sociable in school? Like I wasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had my little, you know, circle of people. And okay. um, again, I went to a very different high school than you. So Dave went to outer space high school. I, I went to space school, <laughs> but I played this five minute, almost classical sounding. Dave's a really good bass player. <laughs> I want to just throw when, in the mm, Christmas spirit. I want to give him the gift of my compliment. Uh, Dave's a great bass player. Uh, thank you. We'll talk more about that in another episode, maybe, because we we, yeah. we have music we've made together. But don't want to bore you with that. Yeah. We want to talk about they might be giants. Yeah, don't want to spend too much time on it. But you know, I'm really good at playing uh, these. Yeah, I noticed. Did anybody notice our redone opener? I don't think anyone noticed. So, uh, so that's Holiday Land. Um, a weird release. We talked about it, and I'm glad we did. I, I, I did not expect that, but then when, when Christmas was coming up, Dave, Dave said, well, let's do one about Christmas songs, and I thought that was a great idea. Thank um, you again. I, and, but so this, this is a good segue to bring into the first song not on Holiday Land, which was the B-side to O Tannenbaum, which is Christmas Cards. <laughs> and, and man, I'll I'll play this song for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really curious what you what you think of it. But oh, I know it. Okay, so here here let's play it a little. tempted to to rant about this song but i want to hear what dave has to say first i'm tempted to just hear your rant uh, i'll just i'll just say really quickly sure uh this is a song i don't have any reason for liking as much as i do i can't justify oh, you took the words out of my mouth <laughs> i can't justify why i love it so much uh but i do so i think sometimes it's better to just leave the mystery hanging in the air yes um man so this song came at me right as I was becoming a huge fan of theirs and I was getting um, bootlegs in the mail of their unreleased material. And uh, I'll give her a shout out. Sarah, uh, my my friend, my online friend for years, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. We're still friends on, on social media. Hey, Sarah! <laughs> we're still friends on social media. She's the one who sent me all these cassettes with, and she did she did this amazing, like, handmade, like, she did, like, Xeroxed photos of them and all this font stuff. It was actually pretty we incredible. should get her on the show. Yeah, we should. Well, maybe not. She lives far away. But it'd be cool to, it'd be fun to we'll talk to her. We'll pay for her bus fare. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay, it was very John Lovitz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay for her bus fare. <laughs> but, so she made these amazing cassettes for me and I wanted to talk about them in, in the future but it's coming up now because she did gave me Power of Dial a song and and she did They Might Be Giants B-Sides slash Rare and 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 the O Tannenbaum EP was on and Christmas Cards and so this was right when I was like I am fully open to it, love and accept every They Might Be Giants song because this is my new favorite band right so this song falls into that um, wormhole of 
of Love. <laughs> There's a title the too. New album. And uh, so I, I can't not like it because the, like I, we said this in episode one, but there's kind of a, there is a timeline where I started to become more critical of, of them because I, I wasn't kind of young and impressionable. And, you know, that's, I think that just happens to a lot of people when they get into something. So I, I love this song. To me, we talked last episode about their scariest songs. Dave, yeah. this is like one of the scariest songs they have. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why I like it so much. It's just like an, it's a, you know, what could be called a Kafka-esque right. <laughs> nightmare. He's trapped in this loop of every Christmas card he writes gets stolen. And I suspect Flansburg improvised every single thing we're hearing, including, I think everyone may be improvised. I could see that, yeah. Um, they've never talked too much about it. Um, all it says on the tmbw.net is someone asked why it wasn't on Holiday Land, which, you know, that, that might as well have been me, but it wasn't. He said, I've never thought about what happened. It's a crazy recording. Maybe it is better existing as a rarity. Hmm. Sometimes it is nice when something's rare and it's like a little secret for the fans, but I, I think this should have been on Holiday Land. To me, the song, it might have been improvised. It might have been a throwaway. Maybe they needed an extra two minutes on the O Tannenbaum vinyl. I think this really expresses something about the band. It's it's a mysterious dream-like nightmare of a Christmas song. And it's one of my favorites. It's not like it's the most melodic, but I find it kind of catchy. I, I find it fun to sing. <laughs> So what's the timeline? What year did this come out? So this is 93. Okay, so 93. So that's so, a, quite a little bit of time uh, from the early demos. Yeah, but but so this is between Flood and Apollo 18, and they're, you know, they're as great as ever, and they, you know, who knows Doesn't when... Doesn't this take you back a little bit to... The, the sound album. of it, yeah. Well, this, that too, but it's also the 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 sound of it. It reminds me of the the B sides from Flood and Apollo eighteen. It has that kind of a crisp quality to it. And I know after nine after Apollo eighteen, they got a drummer, John Feinberg. Which when I listened to early bootlegs, <laughs> um, and he'd go like, "It's John Feinberg on drums," and I'd be like, "Is he making a joke? What, yeah. what he's talking about?" <laughs> and he does play the drums on Otanenbaum. So I, I would think this is this is the band jamming. Yeah, it's right at a, a peak time for them in, in songwriting. And, and to me, it's it's such a peak time that even something that they probably improvised and threw away like this, it, to me, is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, this, this one's the sleeper hit of the century. <laughs> Speaking of wonderful Christmas songs that, for some reason, they might be giants left off of Holiday Land, my other favorite one is We Just Go Nuts at Christmas Time. <laughs> So there's two versions that I, at least I know of. If anyone has more, please send to me. Uh, there's the dial-a-song over the phone recording, which I'll play. And there's the Franco Tool version. Now, 
this is a big topic, but the Franco Tool Show, really quickly, because I want to talk about it in a future episode, is a radio show they did, or possibly sequence of radio shows. The way it's compiled is a little confusing to me, where they played a bunch of uh, demos, dial songs, and did wacky live performances. I think this is a live performance on it because Flansburg improvises something about Frank O'Toole Show yeah. on it. We just go nuts at Christmas time. But it's another year before we're together again. Hi, this is John of They Might Be Giants, and you're listening to the Frank O'Toole Radio Show on WFMU. If you're driving in your car right now, we urge you to sit back, relax, close your eyes, and drive really fast. We just go nuts at Christmas. Seemed like it was our kind of home base for the early days. Yeah, yeah, a place that, because they, they seem very familiar with the with Frank, and I would love to hear, man, is there any more of that out there? Because uh, it seems like they've been on it multiple times. But. You're asking me? <laughs> so, man, uh, this song is a top favorite They Might Be Giants song of mine. Oh. I love it. It's so funny. It's kind of got the Feast of Lights cynical family stuff. It's about a divorced... <laughs> 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 it goes, ever since our D-I-V-O-R-C-E... You know, we just go nuts at Christmas time, and the 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 the, the pun there or whatever the wordplay is. They, they don't mean go nuts in a fun way. Yeah, <laughs> they mean you know some bad some bad times. Uh, it's just a great melody. It really has that kind of Christmas holiday feel to it. Any kids of divorced parents out there? Yeah, email us. So I'm playing Dave the Franco Tool version. We just go nuts at Christmas time. That's when Dave is rocking out. He's tearing his shirt off. He's <laughs> headbanging. <laughs> it's funny. It almost seems like a, a riff on those sort of Bing Crosby classic holiday songs. I, can't you imagine? Yeah. Linnell and Flansburg. Linnell is at the piano. With their Christmas Flansburg's, sweaters. Yeah, the little bow ties. Flansburg's got a, the microphone. And yeah. and they, he sings this. And then Linnell does the little harmony that's in the back. It's, it almost sounds like children going, we Speaking of which, there's an inherently uh, creepy quality to holiday music of days gone by. <laughs> yeah, and I think they were kind of tapping into that. Yeah. So one thing the wiki says that Flansburg, it, this shocks me. I saw this for the first time today. Um, believe it or not, I haven't read every single song page on the Wikipedia. Jordan. He says they were going to possibly put it on Holiday Land, or, but John Linnell decided to suppress it. Ooh. John Linnell. What does that mean? You're on trial, man. That Does he not Defend like it? Defend your life. That seems so strange to me. And Flansburg says, I feel it's an extremely strong piece of material. It's about the dread of trying to hang with your family for an extended period of time, which is about as universal an issue as you'll find. That's the tough part of the holidays, not arguing with your relations. Now, we talked about classic. that. Classic. It's classic, and it's like Linnell... Um, what is, was Feast of Lights him being like, I'll show you a yeah. good song about that. This is the defining song about yeah. feeling bad around your family. I think, guys, you got to get along. Flansburg can have one. Linnell can have one. Um, it's strange to me that Linnell decided to suppress it. Usually they don't call each other out like that in interviews. That's a little, that's a little yeah. bizarre to read. I wish they didn't suppress it. I wish we got a, a nice version of it kind of maybe similar to how they did a summer breeze or you know they took a few old dial songs and redid them though i honestly i love how the old one sounds already i mean i would just i would just take a good quality transfer of that old cassette of that song and so this song has a funny you know bridge where 
Flansburg instructs the listener yeah. to close their eyes and drive their car really fast if they're driving while listening. I was just listening to this the other day and I still left in my apartment. It's hilarious. And it's funny that that's in the Christmas song. All in all, this is a personal favorite rare song. And honestly, I didn't even know we were going to get to it this soon because we're going to talk about all the rare songs um, over several episodes because there's 8,000 of them. Yeah. But I'm glad we can kind of highlight it in more in this episode because... This is our gift to you. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your gratitude, young man? Where's your gratitude? Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got to get... Well, well, we've well. We've got to get John Lovitz on the show. I bet he's, We know him. I bet he's a fan. So, Let's just pretend we know him. <laughs> so moving on, another rare one that I wouldn't mind being on the Holiday Land EP or, or anywhere really uh, accessible is Olive the Other Reindeer. Olive the other reindeer was a little tiny dog. She helped Mr. Santa make it through the North Pole fog. Now I'm playing Dave, uh, Olive the other reindeer, and he's listening. He's not as familiar with this song. Is that right, Dave? That's right, Jordan. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, I mean, I have listened to it many, many times, but I, I had forgotten about it until I was really searching, you know, my files and things, my filing cabinets, my, files. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, my X files. So all of the other reindeer, John Linnell made this, I don't know if it's technically, they might be giants. I guess it's just John Linnell under a fake name, Johnny Hart. And it's, it came as a flexi disc, which, which accompanied the, uh, the All of the Other Reindeer book, which is by J. Otto Seibold. I don't know how to pronounce names. You'll notice on this yeah, show. I am noticing that. Seibold. Well, how do you know? Names are like special, unique snowflakes. I was wearing They're all different. I could see. Um, and Vivian Walsh, they made this children's book about, and it was also a TV special, which I, I did watch and I thought it was pretty cute and funny. Um, this song is not on the soundtrack to that special, which is maddening to me. Because then we'd have a really good quality, you know, version of it on a CD. Because this is from a record. Jordan, Jordan, sit down. Uh, so, so I, you know, so Jay Otto, he did the Istanbul uh, single art and the music video. So he's that he's, I know. He's a big part of of the They Might Be Giants. I've heard of Istanbul family, <laughs> and. Uh, I think this song is very delightful. I think Linnell probably did, did it very fast, or maybe not, but it's, it sounds like he kind of is like, oh, you need a song, here you go. Um, it's, it's very much like him alone with the keyboard, and I love the little, I like the little breakdown that it, it turns into a little disco, synthy <laughs> kind of 80s song at the end, or maybe 70s, and I think it's fun. Kind of reminds me of the McSweeney's theme, which uh, John Linnell made. The the not the Flansburg one with the accordion and stuff, but the longer, the fancy one that he does. It's very Bachian, as in Bach. Bach. How do you say that, Dave? Bach. Okay, <laughs> I'll be Bach. <laughs> That's what that was Bach's last words. I think I say it the way it's pronounced. Yeah, Dave. Uh, this this is this is not something you're super familiar with, but do you have any first or second impressions on the song? I, I like it. It's a cute little number. It's kind of showing the softer side of uh, Mr. Linnell. 
Yeah. Which you kind of don't get all the time. I mean, we talked a lot last episode. Like the soft part of the skull, the baby (laughs) skull. You know, that soft part of your skull you need to feel sometimes. (laughs) Just to know you're still alive. Um, In Nam. Touch that part of your skull and your fucking, your knee goes up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's nice to kind of have a little smaller cutesy song about a little dog it is cute it's adorable i don't know if the lyrics are actually what happens in the book like when the gumdrops begin to fall i don't know if that i don't remember that happening in the special i remember watching the special being like oh is this gonna have the lyrics from the song happen and i don't think it did so did you i'm assuming you just watched the special because of the relation yeah well i I was like you know look he did the assemble video that that gives him a view (laughs) that gives him a nielsen rating even though i'm not a nielsen house uh in spirit though so i like to support people who are tangentially uh involved with they might be giants sometimes the next one is a very very new song and it's called Christmas in the Big House. Christmas in the Big House For smoking rubber cigars And driving somebody's car away Christmas in the Big House, very new song. It's a, on the bonus disc for My Murdered Remains. So we might not talk too much about it because we're going to go over that in a few yeah, years. <laughs> we, need to, we need to digest it a little bit. Yeah, we, we need to digest it. It's I, still in the tum. I, I will <laughs> I will say I'm getting kind of a uh, can't hide from my mind uh, vibe from it a little yeah. bit. Kind of that island uh, chilled out feeling, Yeah, which I like a lot. It's funny, when they first put it on Dial-A-Song, they put it a few years ago on Dial-A-Song, though it feels like a few weeks ago because of the way time moves. But I remember being like, eh, okay, cute. The more I've listened to it, I actually really like it. Um, I love Flansburg's vocals. Do you think he's playing guitar or is that Dan Miller? It feels a little too smooth. I think it's Dan Miller. Nothing against Flansburg, but he has a very specific uh, kind of way of playing that that doesn't usually have that relaxed vibe to it. But I wonder if it, because it sounds like he's alone. Well, it's also kind of a genre specific sound, which I think Dan Miller is kind of a chameleon. He can play any style of music. I don't know how much Flansburg can do that without sounding sounding like Flansburg. Yeah, so I wonder who's playing guitar there. Just a guess. Breaking out I got plans Can't you see I'll be digging past the bones In my tunnel Then I'll fly But yeah, look, the lyrics are kind of silly. I, I haven't dug into them too much, but obviously it's, it's Christmas. And that, as the wiki, the wiki says, Big House is slaying for prison. Good thing that's there. <laughs> but what? yeah. It's it's, who's gal? it's it's not one of like, you know, I actually think Flansburg has been very, very uh, impressive and dense with lyrics lately. Like they've been re- really like, re- you know, he's kind of getting back to that puppet head style of yeah. really wordy and like a riddle and the puzzles to solve. This is more of like a, a kind of a fun little joke song, I guess, unless I'm selling it short, which I might be because like Dave said, we we need more time with this one. It's only it's only like three years old <laughs> or whatever, but uh, or two years. So but I, I do. I, it's a it's a weirdly beautiful thing. <laughs> Me and Dave were listening to it. And when Flans were just now like, like these little high notes, we kind of looked at each other like, that's nice. It's very romantic. Unless I misunderstood Dave's look at me. Uh, um, it was hunger. He might have. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it might have been that he asked to pee or something. It's about dinner time. So that's that song. Dave, there's a really special song left to cover. And we are <laughs> going to we will talk a little more about that song when we talk about my murdered remains, which we have a lot of thoughts on. 
I think maybe the best They Might Be Giants Christmas song. This might be the best They Might Be Giants song. Hot Dog Christmas from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Now we got ears, it's time for cheers. Hot dog, hot dog, the problem solved. You hear those sleigh bells? <laughs> I hear those sleigh bells are jingling. So that's almost the same exact song as their hot dog from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme song. But they added sleigh bells. So on the Disney album, it says hot dog Christmas. <laughs> There's no lyrics about Christmas. There's nothing uh, whatsoever about Christmas. Unless... I think a lot of holiday songs just add sleigh bells and yeah. say that they're about Well, it's funny because I just Christmas. did that the other day as a joke uh, to an, a song. It's a long story. But I, I just put sleigh bells on top of a song of mine and sent it to someone. Well, that's why holiday music's horrible. <laughs> so, I I don't know. I don't. It's have, dishonest. I don't have anything to say about that song except I thought it was funny that they they put sleigh. Maybe Disney put sleigh bells and <laughs> it was just like, hey guys, can we just put this out? We need another track. Can yeah. we just put those sleigh bells on? Um, look, they're well recorded sleigh bells. You got you got to give them that. You got to give the old Moto Pat Dillett uh, <laughs> hands for those sleigh. I don't know. So that's the the only other um, They Might Be Giants related Christmas thing I wanted to talk about. And man, did we miss anything? Email us at don'tletstartpodcast at gmail.com. I don't think I missed anything. Um, they certainly mention Christmas in a few songs, like right. she thinks she's Edith Head. On Christmas, I come home. Yeah. But that's not that that, that does not a Christmas song make, in right. my opinion. This this is only official business yeah. only. That's right. Pros only. So one thing I wanted to briefly talk about, just to show how obsessive uh, I am, is the Hello Family Santa special. Now, Dave's not familiar with this, I don't think, but um, the Hello CD of the Month Club, well, he's familiar with that, yeah. but the Hello CD of the Month Club is a special thing that Flansburg had for a few years where he would get recordings or he would produce recordings of of different bands, some of them bigger than others, um, but a lot of them kind of New York locals, I think, uh, and get little EPs out of them and send them directly to your house or apartment or wherever. And one thing that I've always treasured in my collection was the Hello Family Santa special, which is a compilation of different artists who've appeared on Hello or maybe who, who didn't uh, yet doing Christmas music. And it also includes Careless Santa. So that's like <laughs> the triple uh, <laughs> me owning it. Um, I, I was missing the CD, actually. And I want to give a shout out to John from the Facebook group who managed to get me the MP3s. I do have the cardboard sleeve for it. So I, do, I did own it at one point. I paid my money for it. Damn, you're so guilty. But I, I'm the CD isn't in it, and God knows where the hell it is. And God love you for it. But Dave, I, I wanted to play you. Flansburg did do a special thing for it, and I wanted to play you that right now. Lay it on me, brother. Greetings. This is John Flansburg. For everyone here at the Hello CD of the Month Club, we wish you and your family and friends the most joyous of holiday seasons. Thank you. That, oh, that's the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's the wow. whole thing. So look, we're completists here. We wanted to include that. Um, the, the thing about this, I used to actually listen to this very often. I, I really quite liked it. That track? Not that track, though I thought the track was amusing, but it's got Brian Dewan, who did, yeah. the, he did the album art for Lincoln, and he's done some musical stuff with them, too. Brian Dewan has two songs on it, uh, 
two covers on it. And he, you know, Brian Dewan is, is of note. He did the album art for Lincoln and he did the album art for this David Byrne album too, that I absolutely love called, uh-oh. Uh, he also has his own albums and he's collaborated with They Might Be Giants, uh, you know, a bit over the years. He sings a fingertip or two. <laughs> oh, snap. And um, he he covers the Island of Misfit Toys and Silver and Gold, two, you know, two Christmas songs that yeah. I, I actually wasn't familiar with because again, we, we did not really grow up listening to Christmas music. How would you like to be a bird that can't fly? I'd swim. Or a cowboy that rides an ostrich. Or a boat that can't stay afloat and sinks. If we're on the island of unwanted toys. Mike Viola from the Candy Butchers uh, has a Christmas song that I always really enjoyed listening to. is Robin Goldwasser, who's John Flansburg's wife, and, and she sings a lot of They Might Be Giant songs. And it's her with Mark Donato, who played on state songs with John Linnell. Um, the Spondy Hello Disc is actually one of my favorite CDs I own. It's really good. I, they never really did much, but they also contributed a Christmas song. They contributed Elf's Blues. Christmas doesn't last forever. Yeah, it's just a holiday from the bad weather, and it's overpriced anyway. They say the box just crashed. And then you've got Careless Santa, and then you've got Amy Allison, uh, Toyland, and Amy Allison did um, she sang something grabbed a hold of my hand, the fingertip. Uh-huh. When so this is all, t- you see, this is all related. I'm not just... It's like the MCU. Yeah, that's right. Which one of them is Groot? Uh, I think Groot is uh, maybe the stick, <laughs> the stick that they pull out for lights the little bottle when they nice. go live. Yeah, there you go. So, so this is a fun EP, and I, I actually used to, it used to like be in my CD player in my old room, like very, very um, semi permanently. Like I used to just play it on a loop a lot. So it's a very obscure thing, but I, I actually always really enjoyed it. And thank you, John Flansburg, for putting that together. So that's all That's all their holiday music. I, I love their approach to writing holiday music. I wouldn't mind a, a few more over the next few years. I think it'd be nice. Maybe a holiday land, holiday world EP. Mm. Be like Super Mario World. Yeah. You know, keep expanding, right? Up the ante. I thought Dave was threatening me for a second. Up the ante, goddammit. So, so that's the Christmas talk. We hope you're having a, a nice holidays out there. Uh, this That sounds like it's live, but it's not. <laughs> for <laughs> anyone kind of, driving down it's the kind highway. Of fun to, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun to pretend that we're live. Like, what, what are yeah. you doing right now? 
For anyone that's home alone on this snowy Christmas Eve. Well, I'm a crippled boy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So there's a a few more things we have to get to before we finish. Segments. The first thing we're going to do is the... I'm very excited about this. This is the... I'm excited about segments. This is the first official letterbox segment where we respond to listener email. I never know what you find when you open up your letterbox. So... Our our inbox is flooding. Uh, you know, no why is the world intended. in love again? Because no, this is a joke. We only have <laughs> a few emails from you guys. We want more. Send us more emails. I, hey, we have a few. So we got one. So listen, I'm not sure if if I'm gonna say if people want me to say who they are on the air. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll leave I'll leave that out. Though his avatar is a Morty from <laughs> Rick and Morty, which you know what you sent, which my girlfriend thought was funny when she looked over my shoulder and said, "It looks like Morty sent me a question." About <laughs> Oh, jeez. So, wait, Dave, in the Morty voice, do you want to read his, his email? Sure. Uh, oh, you should answer this at the end of your side two episode, you know? Okay. All right. Stop that now. <laughs> so, he says, which side do you like more on the first album? I prefer side one. So, that's a good question, which, you know, I I, know, I didn't think to pick between the two sides on the album. The only, well, I choose. The only reason... Oh, because someone asked us. The only reason we did that is, it, you know, because we talked so long about it, we had to split up the episodes. But it's it's an interesting, you know, different album sides do have their own personalities and, and you know, flows that they're going through. Dave, I'm going to throw this at you first. What's your favorite side? Uh, well, when I read that question, my first instinct was just to say side one also. Uh, I think there's probably more hits on side one. Um, nothing's going to change my clothes. The clothes are on side one, which is probably my favorite song from the album. Uh, I love side two, but as we talked about extensively, there is definitely more weirdo songs, more inaccessible songs on side two. Mm-hmm. So I would say as a whole, side one. Jordan, I, what, do you, what would you say? Puppet head. Don't let's start. 32 footsteps. Nothing's going to change my clothes. Even, um, even Hideaway Folk Family, to me, these, yeah. these are, they really make side one the, the more full listening experience. But something I wanted to kind of reemphasize that we, we t- brought up a little in the last one is that while Flansburg sometimes isn't giving these the hit singles or even like the, the big pop songs the way Linnell does, I feel like it, it just, it wouldn't be, they might be giants without the weird little songs. And like sure. we said, Linnell doesn't have that many of them in their, at least in their early days. I think he started to do that later on weirdly, but to me, the songs like chess piece face and, and the day. And it, to me, it's like this, this makes it a, they might be giants album. It makes it more unique than other bands. Cause that any band can have a bunch of pop songs, but it takes a certain personality mm-hmm. to be like, I'm going to put this 42nd, <laughs> you know, scary, weird thing on, on the album. So, so I, I, side two to me might be more of like, uh, you know, more of a defiant statement about who they are, but, but side one, I really, I oh got everything right is wrong again. It's what could you listen to more? Yeah. I, I, I think side one is probably the one that, that really, really works for me, but I, I honestly don't really think about choosing much, but we are listening to the, the letterbox. So, so why not? Thank you for your question. So then another guy, Spencer, I'm going to leave his last name out. Uh, he just gave us a great uh, response saying, I've never been one to pay much attention to lyrics, let alone interpret them unless I really sit down and think hard. So I'm getting a lot of insight on these songs that you think I would have already thought of, but haven't. Honestly, so that's what he said to us. I, I feel the same way. I mean, I came to a few new ideas about the songs from going over them with you, Dave. I wonder if you feel the same way. Oh, yeah, totally. And I 
it makes me want to actually like really study and read lyrics of like other bands that I like too. Yeah, they all suck. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe, but yeah, this is stuff that you don't have to think about unless you're faced with it. And, um, I, it is, it is sort of like a little bit of homework, but on the other end of it, uh, I'm better for it. I've been digging, taking a closer look at all everything. Yeah. Uh, the, the only other thing I wanted to bring up because, uh, John from the Facebook group, he, uh, brought this up and I thought this was interesting, uh, for everything right is wrong again. We, we neglected to mention the, uh, we weasel overcome is a pun on we shall overcome. Ah. Did you even know that, Dave? That's why I was keeping this from you. Did you even know that? Well, what I don't know can fill a very large <laughs> space. Um, yeah, and so it, that makes the lyric even more sad, like we talked about with the couple fighting, because we shall overcome is like, we'll get through it, but he's <laughs> changed it to weasel overcome, and that's not as uh, bright a picture, I, I think. So I, I did want to mention that, and he also mentioned that he made the he made a long, long page on the on the TMBW website. So anytime they say long, long in a lyric, oh, wow. he compiled that there. So you can <laughs> visit that because we mentioned, you know, that that use of that phrase is very telling for the song and what it's trying to put across. Oh, thank you, John. Again, I'm just grateful for any interest at all in this. Uh, yeah. It's really cool to have some kind of interaction. Yeah. And I wanted to say again, uh, our Instagrams, because we, we, we will be posting stuff for late. We, we don't think... We're going to have an Instagram just for the podcast, um, but our our personal pages will include a lot of this stuff. So, oh, hi, Jordan is mine. Yeah, mine's uh, at Dave Fox Art. That's also my Twitter, which I don't use much. It's also my Twitter also, and I, I do post this stuff on Twitter. Yeah, Jordan's more on there too, but you know, hey, hit me up. I also posted a thing from my yearbook of, uh, so the cartoonist for the yearbook, uh, drew a bunch of cartoons of of students, and I made him write TMBG on one of their T-shirts, and I posted that also. I forced him to do it, so nice. I felt very proud of that. So that's the letterbox segment. Did you like it, Dave? Did you enjoy the letterbox yes, segment? Yes, I'm uh. so excited for segments. I love segments. I love organization. Segments. It's like what f- fingertips are. I love it. They're segments. So the last new segment <laughs> we're going to talk about. and Can I never have enough segments. More segments. I'm even more excited for this segment. It's called Unrelated Things. I was thinking of an unrelated thing. Why are we doing this? Well, this is a time, <laughs> this is a time for us to talk about something that's not related to They Might Be Giants for a brief moment. If you have no interest in this, you can just skip it. You could turn off the episode because I understand, look, I listen to podcasts that go off track and sometimes it, it works, sometimes it doesn't. But we, we thought putting it in its own little box is easy to ignore or to indulge in. So, but some of the stuff we talk about will be a little bit related to them, like maybe like a six degrees of They Might Be Giants bacon. So, for this one, we wanted to talk about other other Christmas music that we like from bands that we like. And I know I picked mine out, but Dave, why don't you go first? Well, good Christmas music is few and far between and slim pickings. But uh, my favorite band, uh, or one of my favorite bands, uh, Bad Religion, came out with a Christmas album, I believe in 2013, where they pretty much just do punk rock covers of Christmas standards. I love the cover. I'm looking at the cover of the album now. It's it's awesome. <laughs> uh, the cover is a very happy boy getting shoes for Christmas, <laughs> yeah. um, which it, in and of itself is a funny thing to put on a cover because it's showing you like, yeah, some people don't have much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
that fits with the bands. Uh, that's a, they're a highly politically charged band. It, sort of. Um, I, Dave knows more than me. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to turn this into a bad religion podcast, but they're my favorite punk rock band, if not my favorite band, period. The great thing about this is that they have so many melodies and harmonies in their songs already that it almost could sound like a choir mm. um, or something tangentially related to church music. <laughs> that's true. Um, so I don't think they're covering these songs ironically. I think... Greg Raffin, I know he grew up singing some stuff in church, um, yeah, or his parents did, or something like they're that. They're not an ironic band. They really tell you what they're thinking <laughs> straight <Yeah>. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is one big reason I like them. But I think he's pretty much saying, um, put them, putting the message of these musics aside, because obviously the irony of them being called Bad Religion covering mm-hmm. Christmas songs is funny in itself, but he actually likes these on a non-ironic level just for the musicality of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the last song on the track, they put American Jesus uh, kind of as a little uh, twist of the now, knife. Now to, Dave, who is Jesus? <laughs> well, you lost me there, uh, but they had this very big hit single American Jesus. Okay. Uh, that's sort of don't want to be an american jesus (laughs) is it that is that one i know i i'm not too familiar with punk music but that's what i remember from the radio yeah uh i like green day too actually that was i think that was the last green day album that i did like but so yeah it's it's certainly intentional that american jesus a song criticizing how much religion is infused in our government institutions Mm -hmm. and how it's dictating uh law and how maybe that's not such a good idea but Taken even at face value. What do we know, though? (laughs) Uh, I don't want to get too much into that, but uh, taken at face value, these are really cool covers of... What's your favorite track on on the album? uh, A little clippy. little clippy clue. Come All Ye Faithful is really great. Yes! Awesome. Any of the songs are great to listen to, but you can even hear like these songs do have really great melodies. And if you like punk rock music and if you like Christmas music, it's worth checking out. That's my unrelated thing for this special Christmas episode. Unconnected and free. No relationship to anything. So my unrelated thing uh, is, so there's actually a lot of bands I like have done Christmas music. So this was a little challenging to to pick. Their XTC has some great Christmas songs. They have a great song called Thanks for Christmas that you actually will hear. I hear it in CVS all the time. And I can't believe they're playing an obscure XTC song that they didn't even put out under their own name. They put it out as the Three Wise Men (laughs) uh, because they were too embarrassed, I think. But that's not what I'm picking. So what I'm picking is is even more obscure than that. Um, Merry Christmas, Sergeant Crowless by Martin Tielli. Now, who is Martin Tielli? Martin Tielli is a singer and lead guitarist of the Rio Statics. I mentioned them in the first episode. The Rio Statics are this incredible Canadian band. I know that um, at least some of them in the band are big fans of They Might Be Giants. One of them told me that once. But ooh. Yeah. Dropping. <laughs> well, they're really friendly with their fans. So it's like, it's, it's great. It's one of the best things about them. They really like interact with the fans. Martin Tielli is, is a, is a songwriter and singer and guitarist in the band. And he put out a solo album 
And that solo album has a song called Merry Christmas, Sergeant Krause. And I'm going to play Dave a little of it now. And it's a fucked up song. Lay it on me. I never did this on purpose. They planted it on me. Merry Christmas, Sergeant Krause. So what this song is about, it seems it's a guy in, in the narcotics division in like in some sort of a, a military setting. Someone plants drugs on him. I think it's drugs. It doesn't say. And he's pleading his case. <laughs> he's saying, you know, I, I never did this on purpose. They planted it on me. Yeah. I think he's blamed Sergeant Kralis. And then in the end of the song, he murders Sergeant Kralis. Uh-oh. He says, oh, how I shredded Kralis, wrapped him up and smoked him in one drag. <laughs> and you know he he calls him a big he calls him a fucker <laughs> and then he not really about christmas but it's called merry christmas sergeant Krellis. Uh-huh. um I, I don't know what to say i i think martin tielli is a genius i think he's a songwriting genius i think he's a lyrical genius his songs in the context of the rio statics because the other guys write songs too now there there's a lot of, of unity with the bands but you you can't help his lyrics really do pop out as something special and his solo album is kind of all his qualities in the Rio Stags, but like times a thousand speaking of like solo work you kind of really get to know the the person what they bring to the band when you hear their solo work so there's a really weird music video he made it's not the best quality on YouTube but it's it's well worth checking out his stuff and this song the Rio Statics also have another song called Aliens and in parentheses Christmas 1988 and it's another Martin Tealy song it's about being abducted by aliens but it, the only thing it has to do with Christmas is that in the title it says that this this takes place during Christmas 1988. Um, but I, I wanted to highlight those songs. I am going to try to highlight Rio Statics in uh, uh, once in a while because I I really think they might be Giants fans would would love them. And sort of like what I said before, they are sometimes not an easy band to get into. The they are very ambitious in the melodies and in the songs, but it, it's well worth it. Very quickly, the the other unrelated Christmas thing I wanted to talk about was me and my girlfriend in our band, Sally, put out a Christmas single. It's one of my favorite things I've ever done. I'm Christmas single. My bell won't jingle. Because there's no one outside of my door. No one sitting with me on the floor. If anyone wants to check that out, it's a two-song single, uh, two sad, fun Christmas songs. It's uh, sallyband.bandcamp.com, Sally Band. And, uh, or you could just check out my Instagram because I always post it around Christmas. I, I hope you guys enjoy that. I'll be thinking of an unrelated thing. All right, well, folks, we did it. We got through another episode of don't let's start a podcast about they might be giants and we hope you get through uh christmas time with or holiday time with whoever you're spending it with or either voluntarily or involuntarily so thank you guys for spending your holidays with us dave fox and jordan cooper your humble hosts and and please email podcast I think you guys should email podcast at gmail.com and see what happens. Yeah. But also email don't let's start podcast at gmail.com and and tell us any, maybe tell us a little Christmas uh, memory or something. If it's the more re- painful, the better. Yeah, especially if it's related to They Might Be Giants. And remember, everyone. 
please be nice on this Feast of Lights. Goodbye, Yuval. Light up your house like Xmas trees. Light up your house like Xmas trees. Light up your house like Xmas trees.